Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, June the 29th, and yes! This week, baseball is back, at least to a point. We don't have games yet, but on Wednesday of this week, July 1st, players report for spring training part two. I'm just so excited. I I, I said last week, as this all was happening and whatnot, that, you know, I didn't know at first if my anger and frustration with the whole situation that we've dealt with for the last couple months would wane quickly or whether it would it carry with me. And I, I'm just, again, I, I'm not happy with Outplay Out. I'm still generally annoyed with the whole situation, but I am fully on to being excited that baseball is back and we're going to have games and embracing what I can of it, of a 60-game sprint to the finish that is so much better than nothing. <laughs> That's generally my philosophy on it. And just the ability to talk Phillies baseball again, to not be discussing contract negotiations and labor stuff and all this just incredibly tedious and, again, angering and frustrating type of stuff to be able to move on and to really talk about the team, talk about excitement for playing, how things match up, what the schedule's like, all that type of stuff. And Man, I can't wait for the schedule. That's going to be a fun, exciting day when that gets released in the near future. Um, I'm just pumped. I'm really pumped. Today we're going to talk some Phillies baseball. We're going to get into excitement about it. we got a lot to get into this week with the Phillies. I want to talk about the whole concept of how this team shakes out for a 60-game season with the new rules in place, the universal DH. There's so much to talk about with the Phillies and how this season will shake out. But today... As last night, the Phillies finally released the official spring training two roster. So we get to actually dive into who is going to be there at Citizens Bank Park getting ready for the season. Um, Looking at how they shake up, you know, obviously this week we'll talk about the lineup. We'll talk about the rotation, the bullpen. We can actually really start to talk real baseball stuff and not labor negotiation stuff and not millionaires and billionaires stuff. It's not about money now. It's about baseball. And uh, I'm just, I'm really excited. So let's dive in. Uh, Philly's announcing their, their, their quote unquote summer camp roster. I don't know if I'm a big fan of the whole summer camp uh, moniker. Spring training too, I think a little bit better summer camp. A little, a little flippant, <laughs> but um, it is what it is. So here's the Phillies. Um, it is a 53 man roster the roster can grow to 60 
as the team continues to formulate its pool of players for the 60-game season beginning the 23rd or the 24th. The teams will be able to carry 30 players on the active roster. We know that for the first two weeks, then it'll shrink to 28 for two weeks, and then it's 26 for two weeks after that for the remainder of the season. Once the season begins, um, the 60-man pool uh, of those 60 players who are not active on the big league roster, those players will continue to train at a satellite training camp. For the Phillies, it's going to be at Lehigh Valley. They're Phillies. Uh, that will be the Phillies satellite camp as uh, the players will report on July 1st. Um, and again, a- an interesting note too, this is not a final roster. You can add or subtract from this roster. The one key, again, it's 53, so they could still get it up to 60. But once it's 60, of the people who are on the 60, if in season you want to make a change, if let's say, and I don't think this is going to happen, but there was an article about how David Robertson's feeling really good and he's on the comeback trail and, you know, I highly doubt that with getting the uh, the surgery in August of last year that at any point in this shortened season, David Robertson will be ready to help this team. But let's say he is. Let's say he's a fast healer and he's ready to go at some point in August or whatever. The Phillies can add Robertson to the 60-man roster. They would just have to put whichever player they are uh, deciding to replace on that 60-man roster, that person has to be subject to waivers. So it is a balance. You know, you don't want to put a, a, a prospect you you uh, regard highly on there because another team will snatch him up. So you do have to be very wary of how you do it. Um, so they would, you know, obviously be getting rid of a, a more fringe type of, of roster person, someone who maybe not a future player type of thing. You can add and subtract to it. It's just there is a, a cost or a penalty to it, so to speak. All right, let's dive into the uh, official 53 people we know are going to be on the Phillies roster this year. We'll go through alphabetically and then some general reactions, starting with the pitchers, and then we'll, we'll do the by-position type stuff. Uh, pitching list, not a lot of surprises here. Uh, Jose Alvarez, of course, is on the list. I think Alvarez is going to be one of the um, top bullpen pieces you can count on heading into the season, which is crazy. I know that last year when Alvarez first got here, it uh, was the butt of many a joke. But I think over the season last year, and the final numbers bore it out, really did turn into a pretty dependable left-handed reliever for this Phillies club. And I'm happy to have Alvarez back. He's one of the few guys in the pen I feel like you can count on to a certain degree. So Alvarez, a a clear lock to make the roster. Victor Arano next on the list. Not a surprise to see Arano there either. Someone who has, uh, you know, in a bullpen with a lot of question marks, someone who has at least pitched well in the major leagues at times. He's had some stretches where I felt really good about Victor Arano. Then also... Some stretches where I felt much less good. So, Rano, I think at least an interesting arm to have out there. Someone who potentially, look, if it's a good stretch of Rano, maybe it does help that bullpen over a shortened season. We will see, but not surprising to see him there. Jake Arrieta obviously is on the list. Uh, your four starter, three, four, however, you know, you look at it, he'll probably be the three in sequence. But in reality, I think a lot of us trust Zach Eflin more than Arietta, But Arietta obviously going to be on the roster. You hope he's fully healthy, ready to go. Um, let me get into a couple names here of of some younger guys who might not help the team this year, but will be on that roster. And that is part of the balance of this too, is that when you're talking about the 60-man roster, it's a balance of, you know, you obviously want to have as many guys in that roster who can help you if needed. You know, guys who, let's play out the worst case scenarios. If this happens, you know, between injuries, which will probably be more prevalent with a weird, you know, spring training than bunch of time off than a new spring training. I mean, I'm guessing we'll see more injuries, soft tissue stuff, all that more likely. 
but then also COVID, of course, is a, a massive factor as well here. So I think when you're balancing these 60-man rosters, it's a combination of making sure you are covered for eventualities facing the big league roster, but also weighing what guys you want to make sure get work. You know, there's no minor league season this year. So if you have a, a highly regarded prospect who you don't want to basically not do anything for the year, I think you're going to see a lot of teams have those guys up, and it won't be across the board. I mean, the Phillies certainly have some names of prospects who who you thought might make this list, and again, still could, um, who aren't on there. Um, but I think in certain cases, that is what you'll see with some of these guys where maybe they're being brought on to just continue to work and, and in, a, in a pinch could help the major league roster, but aren't necessarily just for the minor league roster. Connor Brogdon, Garrett Clevenger, two names in that di- direction. Uh, Eniel De Los Santos next on the list. De Los Santos, of course, someone who we've seen pitch at the major league level, I think. Could be an arm out of the pen, not someone I feel great about. Certainly, as a starter, we've seen is not quite to the level you would need. But as a reliever, I think there's there's some upside there for De Los Santos to make the you know 30-man roster initially and, and have a chance to pitch out of the pen. Next is Zach Eflin. We all know that Eflin uh, will be in the rotation. In my opinion, he's the three-starter for all intents and purposes, even if he's fourth in line. And, and I think Eflin, one of the most interesting names we'll talk about as we go through this list in that I think potentially of everyone we talk about today and certainly one of the most of everyone we'll talk about today, but potentially Zach Eflin, the biggest swing name on this list in terms of the Phillies' chances this season. Zach Eflin being good, and and this is a, you know, obviously anyone can struggle, anyone can do well, especially in a short season. So this is assuming that people live up to their expectations or play at a, a modicum of what we expect of them, the Wheelers, the Nolas, those type of people. Zach Eflin, I think, is maybe the biggest swing guy on this roster, the biggest, he could be a number three and be a legitimate reason this team is good enough to get a wild card and and is that third guy behind Nolan Wheeler. Or he could be the, the heavy body Zach Eflin we've seen at times who is in uh, you know inconsistent and can't get the job done enough where then you really have that drop-off after those first two starters. So I think Eflin's variance is an incredibly important factor for this Philly season. Just incredibly important in my mind. Uh, next on the list, Edgar Garcia potentially can help out of the pen. We've seen Garcia, obviously, last year get some opportunities, not a finished product, has a you know a couple really nice pitches, isn't quite there yet, but I think Garcia certainly with a, a bullpen of a lot of question marks has a chance to, to make the roster, and certainly, if not, is one of those guys you'll see with you know one of the first Injuries to the bullpen, the type of guy you would bring up from the, the squad. So I think we do end up seeing Edgar Garcia at some point this year. Uh, Diolis Guerra, we'll see. Um, more of one of those younger arms, we'll see if he can help. Next on the list is a big one, and uh, you know I think we all thought he would be on the list, but crucial that he is Spencer Howard. Another in that Zach Eflin type of mold of, of in the sense of how big the variance is for him this year and, and how big that variance can have an impact on the Phillies. If Howard comes up early and is in the rotation and pitches like we believe Spencer Howard can pitch, I mean, all of a sudden it's a, a complete and total difference maker for this team. And if he doesn't get as much work as we hope, if he's still not quite ready to make the jump like we think he is, then obviously that could be a big factor in the other direction. So Spencer Howard, another player with a big swing. And I think playing time probably going to be the number one factor. It's going to be fascinating to see how they handle Howard, how they handle Bohm, 
who we'll get to, um, because you know every game matters. So you would figure that that from that perspective, you want to get the best players on the field. Period. But then also there's development. There's you know if they get off to a slow start, what if the Phillies start two and seven or two and eight, and all of a sudden it's like oh man, you know in the next fifty games we have to make up five games already or whatever, and it seems unlikely. Maybe they do lean towards you know not getting him more time or doing it for development. I mean, there's so many factors here. Either way, I think Spencer Howard has a chance to make a big impact on this season if given the opportunity. A few bullpen names next on the list. Tommy Hunter, I think one of the, the few guys we know will be a piece in that bullpen to start the season and, and pitch important innings for you. I like Tommy Hunter, I think, more than most. He can pitch against righties and lefties, which is nice. Um, I think Tommy Hunter, a really interesting swing name for you from a bullpen perspective. I think he's going to be important. I think they need a good year from Tommy Hunter to compete. So it's possible. I like Tommy Hunter, but again, it is a, a could-go-either-way type of thing. Cole Irvin, next on the list. Not surprising, Irvin, especially as someone who can bitch out of the pen or can spot start for you. I think those type of guys are valuable this year where you have a little versatility, especially if someone's going to be on the roster, which I would guess Irvin will be um, as a, a lefty out of the pen, as well as someone who, if you have injuries or if a starter needs an extra day, could could fill in for you if needed. Um, I think he'll be there. Damon Jones, next on the list, a really interesting name as someone who, a minor leaguer, but has stuff. Like, Damon Jones throws hard and is someone who you could see stepping in in a, a, a reliever role making a difference relatively quickly. Um, so I hope Damon Jones gets a shot. I think he's an interesting name, someone who, you know, in the mold of not not to this level, but a couple years ago when Sir Anthony just came up out of nowhere and, and is their best reliever in the pen. I don't think that's that's what happened with Jones, but I do think he's that type of arm where he could get called up a few games in if they need an arm and all of a sudden be somewhat of a difference maker to a certain level in the pen. So I think Damon Jones, an interesting name. I'm happy to see him on there. Trevor Kelly, another arm that that probably won't make a big impact, but is there. Francisco Liriano next on the list. I, I love Liriano, I love that signing. It was one of the few under-the-radar signings in the offseason that I really liked the Phillies made. Just a, a lefty arm out of the pen you can count on. Um, can get is really good against left-handed batters. You want a guy like that, obviously, has been in the league for a while. Someone who you expect to come in and act like a professional and uh, you know make a difference. I, I really like the Liriano signing. I think he's someone who can help them out of the bullpen. A uh, couple names who probably won't see too much uh, action this season. Mauricio Levera. I, I don't know a ton about him from what I've seen. I, you know, there's some upside there, but I'm not expecting much. Um, Reggie McLean is is a pretty good young pitcher. I like McLean. I think he's not quite Damon Jones, but that type of guy who could maybe come up and make a difference, but not something I would count on. Uh, next few names are people you're going to count on, though. Adam Morgan, uh, again, like Tommy Hunter, one of those guys who you know is going to be a part of this bullpen to start the season, will pitch innings, important innings for this team. Um, as long as he's healthy, I, I'm an Adam Morgan believer out of the pen. I like Adam Morgan, especially against lefties. So I think Morgan is a, a nice arm to have. Hector Neris next, of course, team's closer. By far, in my opinion, the number one reliever that you can count on for the Phillies this year. I really like Hector Neris. I think he's been underrated the last few years. I know he's had some bad moments, but he's also had some stretches of, of really special stuff as a, as a reliever in Major League Baseball. I think he's finally settled into being able to handle the ninth inning a little bit. I like Naris. I feel pretty good about Naris. I, I obviously would love him if he were my eighth inning guy and not my closer. Uh, a little more, but I'll take it. I'm happy with Naris. Really, the only guy in the bullpen I feel great about is Hector Naris. 
Uh, next, Aaron Nola, not much to say. We all know. Ace, our guy, expecting a lot from Nola. I do like the idea. I've heard a few people mention this, that you know Nola, as we've talked about in the past, for some reason just one of those guys who just performs better when it's hot out, like the heat from Louisiana, like that. He just is better. He is historically, at least in the time we've known Aaron Nola, has been much better when it's hot out. So you like the idea of starting right in the thick of the summer for him. Potentially it's something where you know, the early season struggles from last year, maybe that's something that could be avoided. And again, just as an overall statement, I mean, who knows with the variance of this season in terms of there are so many question marks. It's going to take mental toughness. Guys, bodies are different. It's a different time. Like It's going to be who responds to this unique situation the most, and I don't think that's something we could predict. But just historically speaking, maybe dropping Nolan in the middle of the summer will be a, a positive. A um, couple interesting names here, bullpen-wise. Bud Norris was uh, missed all last year with an injury, but a couple years ago closed a bit for the Cardinals. Uh, has been around baseball for a long time, has a live arm. Um, the kind of guy who you bring in, you take a shot on the pen, maybe gives you something. I think there's some upside there. It also could flame out very quickly, but I think Bud Norris will make the the roster and will have a chance, uh, in, you know, to to kind of prove himself in in relief there. And again, someone who has closed games at the major league level, which is few and far between on this team, so I'll take it. Next guy is also closed games on the major league level, not as many as Norris, but um, we saw him last year. Blake Parker, Parker, that was okay for the Phillies last year. He's someone who has some stuff, but um, you know, he's fine. Uh, you know, he's a Back, back end of the bullpen guy. You need some innings from him. I don't hate Blake Parker. I don't love it. It's fine. Uh, Nick Pavetta, next on the list. God, the talent is there still, but, you know, you just can't count on Pavetta uh, to keep it together, to be a pro the way he needs to be. So we'll see. Pavetta will obviously have a chance to fight for that fifth spot. We'll see what happens with him and Velasquez and Suarez and whatever, and maybe eventually Howard. But I do think Pavetta has the stuff, if he could, from a mental perspective, embrace a bullpen role and, and really – Thriving, I think he could be good there too, but we'll see. I think he makes the roster. Jojo Romero next on the list, a, a prospect we've heard a lot about over the years, and it's kind of gone up and down in the prospect rankings, but there's stuff there, an interesting name, certainly, if he gets a shot, maybe could help them. Ramon Rosso, I love his stuff. Another guy who, Damon Jones-ish, could be a, someone who comes up in the pen and makes a difference for the Phillies. He does have stuff. Addison Russ, uh, I don't think we will see this year. Connor Seabold is one of those uh, young prospect, you want to get work for guys. I doubt we see Seabold in the majors. It's possible. Um, you know, he's not that young. Um, but I do think that uh, you know Seabold is a nice pitcher, and there's upside there. Robert Stock was injured uh, in the early spring training. If he's healthy, uh, there's some upside there as a potential. Same type of thing with Jones and uh, Rosso, but at a lower levels, maybe could help in the pen. We'll see. I doubt it. Suarez, Ranger Suarez, I think he'll make the roster. Again, we talked about he was in contention for the fifth spot. Um, in spring training one. We'll see where that comes in. Suarez is fine as a lefty out of the pen. As a spot starter, you could do worse. You could do better. Vince Velasquez, we all know how we feel about that. We'll see. I'm not excited. I hope he's not a starter. Uh, maybe they could turn him into a bullpen piece. Who knows? Uh, I'm tired of Vince Velasquez. We'll see. And then, of course, Zach Wheeler. Um, we all know how important Wheeler is going to be, and you hope that he can hit the ground running. He has a history of slow starts. So um, hopefully Wheeler can start fast. All right, uh, quickly through the rest of the roster, catchers. They're only bringing three. Um, bit of a surprise, but they still have some spots. Maybe they bring a fourth. Either way, it's the three you would expect. Romuto, of course. We all know how important he is. Andrew Knapp, not a fan, but is what it is. And Devi Gurion. Uh, Gurion, interesting as a potential, you know, Knapp replacement someday. The guy can hit. He's just not a great defensive catcher. We'll see. Um, 
maybe they add another catcher to that list. I wouldn't be surprised. Catcher, the one one of the few positions where you really feel like you want to have a, a some depth there in a season like this, the uniqueness of it, and of course with the COVID situation, all that. Uh, infielders, Alec Baum making the team as expected, but still I think one of the main swing guys on this list. If he can come up relatively quickly and get some opportunities, I at least believe he can hit right away and make a difference. We'll see, but that's going to be exciting to see um, Baum get an opportunity. And Again, we'll see how they bring him along, but I think there's upside there. Um, Logan Forsythe, next on the list. I like Logan Forsythe as a, a bench bat, hits left-handed pitching well, always has a, a veteran guy. I think Forsythe, a nice 24th, 25th, or I guess now it's 26th or 30th, whatever guy on the bench. I think he's a nice bat to have. I think you'll see him play a little bit here and there, some spot starts. I like Logan Forsythe. Uh, he's a better version of the next guy on the list, Phil Gosselin. Phil Gosselin can play multiple positions. We know Phil had a nice little moment with the Phils a bit last year. We'll see. I don't think he makes the club to start, but is one of those guys who can play multiple positions if you need to, to supplement with injuries or whatever. A good guy to have there. Didi Gregorius, next on the list. We all know, starting shortstop. I'm excited for him. The slow start in spring training one means nothing to me. I think Didi's going to make a difference for this team offensively, defensively. Josh Harrison next on the list. Another guy kind of like Logan Forsythe. Can play multiple positions. Um, a nice veteran bench guy to have. I think him and Forsythe somewhat interchangeable in a way. Uh, though Forsythe, you know, really good against left-handed pitching, so he does that specific thing well. But I think Harrison, a, a nice guy down the bench. I don't know how healthy he is, but if he's healthy, I think the type of guy you would want on your team could play multiple positions. A nice bench player. Reese Hoskins is next. We'll do a, we'll, we'll do a deep dive on Reese. Obviously, I think he's one of the biggest question marks this season and and again one of the biggest swing guys you know if we get the old Reese Hoskins that's big if we don't that's big in the other way so that'll be interesting we'll we'll dig more on that same with Scott Kingery I think Kingery taking a step forward who's next on the list is is crucial uh, and I believe he will we'll get into Kingery Hoskins some more depth with these guys just going through the roster now um Ronald Torres I don't think will make the roster but is a guy who could play multiple positions potentially could uh, make the roster Neil Walker Veteran guy, mostly second baseman, not really a multiple positions guy. Could play left field too. Um, we'll see. I think Neil Walker has a chance to make the roster. He's been around for a long time. He's a major leaguer. We'll see. Um, I, I do like with those guys, though, Forsyth, Harrison, Walker, those types of bringing in veteran guys who you know what they are, you know what they can do as those bench guys. I do think there's value in that. I like that group of guys for your, you know, the back end of your roster type guys. I think two of the three could make a difference for you, if you know what I mean. Outfielders, as we finish it out, Jay Bruce. We'll see Jay Bruce. I think the lefty, the DH thing, you know, getting an opportunity, that'll be nice. I think Bruce is a nice player to have on your team this year with the DH coming unexpectedly. Um, I think that's going to prove to be a really nice guy to have on your roster, obviously what they gave up for him. Uh, he's being paid by two other teams and not the Phillies. It's a, a nice nice have. Uh, Kyle Garlick making the 60-man or the 53-man. Um, some upside there. Um a young outfielder was, uh, I believe, with the Dodgers prior. Um, the kick and hit, uh, it's just a question of putting it all together, staying healthy. Uh, I think there's some upside there. I don't think we see him right away, but some upside for, for a name you might not know. Bryce Harper, we know. MVP season coming as far as I'm concerned. We'll obviously dive more into that. Adam Hazley, of course, should be the starting center fielder, but potentially Kingery in center and Baum at DH and, and Segura at third. Um or Segura at second, Bomb at third. Uh, you know, there's some different lineup configurations that could have Hazley not play every day, which I think is possible he needs to produce. A um, couple names, Mike Matuk, remember him here last year, Mickey Matuk, uh, bottom of the roster guy, Nick Martini, 
who knows, some upside bottom of the roster guy. And then Andrew McCutcheon, thank God. I'm so excited to have McCutcheon back. He's my favorite Philly. I can't wait. It's just going to be fun to see that guy play. He's just as likable as it gets to have on your team. So I'm excited for McCutcheon, the health, all that. Roman Quinn, we'll see. Stay healthy. Uh, I think Quinn's a nice bench guy to have. I've said it a million times, you know. Bats both sides of the plate. The speed is great. Uh, I saw, I think Joe Giglio said it first, but the idea of a um, someone, if we're talking about this extra innings rule, you could put a runner on second base to start the 10th. Who's better than Roman Quinn starting on second base? Uh, I think there's some upside to him as a bench guy. Uh, so I like having him on the roster. And last, Nick Williams. Nicky Williams, still not gone. We'll see. You know, lefty bat. We'll see what happens. But I think the takeaway is. Um, the Phillies are coming back, and this is exciting. And we'll dive way more into the the depth on this roster. We'll go into, like I said, some of those specific questions about Hoskins and Kingery and all these guys. There's so much more to talk about. Tomorrow, I want to talk a little bit about Girardi, too. He's talking about managing differently in the 60-game season. I think that's going to be fascinating to dive into. The whole 60-game season of it all to begin with. So much to talk about, and it's Phillies baseball and not labor negotiations. I'm pumped. It's going to be fun. Stick with us as uh, we lead you up to, to Phillies baseball. July 1st, they are on the field at Citizens Bank Park, and then only 23, 24 days after that, we're seeing Major League Baseball. It's really, really exciting. So until tomorrow, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.